Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sorry, I got this email. (laughs) Uh, Driving in our car, just got into an argument with my husband about what we'd spend the money on. (laughs) Come on, people. Back up a bit. you got to win it first, and then you can buy whatever you want. Don't get into a fight over a hypothetical. A pistol-carrying thief entered Rocky Mountain Pond on Tuesday in Calgary. After co-owner Arlene Sanford handed the thief the day's receipts, her husband John appeared on the scene, pushing the alarm button for the store. And that's when it uh, really started to go downhill. But the Sanfords fought back. John Sanford joins me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. John, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. I can't imagine what uh, what that would feel like to be at the end of your your day's work, and uh, and suddenly you first your wife and then you are confronted by, I understand, it's a pretty big guy with a gun in your store. Yeah, he was fairly tall and kind of wiry, but he's wearing a big jacket. Um, from what we found out now, he was kind of hopped up on meth. So from what the police told us, he probably had the strength of three people at that point. Yeah. You're, uh, tell, tell us, share with our listeners what happened. How, how did this start and, and, and how did you get engaged and personally get involved? Cause it started with your wife, right? Yeah, actually I was, uh, headed out the, uh, side office. So yeah, I, I guess he didn't see me. And he came in over the counter at my wife, who uh, had actually the uh, the till in her hand, or actually the cash drawer from the till, and jumped over the counter. I heard her scream, and then it kind of all went surreal for me. Um, right away, I mean, he was using all kinds of four-letter language that he was going to kill her. He didn't really give any instruction. All I remember is saying, don't. And... Uh, he had the till in his hand, so I jumped over the counter, and at that point, it, he kept on saying he was going to kill her, so I thought the only thing I wanted to happen was for help to come. So no matter what was going to happen at that point, I held the, pa- uh, the panic button because I wanted help to come, and that was the thing that enraged him. And he basically dropped the till, and that's when he started uh, hitting me with the butt of the gun. So he knew, I mean, he knew what, he saw, clearly saw you push a button, and he, he yep. deduced that this was going to be uh, calling the police. Yes, so I mean, it, what it looks like is that wasn't his plan, was to just take uh, the cash, right. which there was a whole $80 there. See. I mean, he dropped a bag at that point when she handed the uh, cash drawer to him, and in that bag was uh, tie straps, rope, plastic bags, and a knife. So I don't think he was going to leave after just getting the cash. So sure doesn't sound did. like it. No, I think we did the best possible thing. Yeah, sure doesn't sound like uh, he had a any kind of positive outcome planned for, for you or your wife. No, but I think, you know, besides it not happening at all, I mean, this was, I think the best things did happen. Yeah. I mean, my wife did follow him out. And she got the uh, license number of the stolen truck there, and, and uh, within minutes the police were actually tailing them. So, so hopefully we prevented something nastier from happening yeah. later in that day. Was he caught? Yes, him and his accomplice, okay. who was in the vehicle with a sawed-off shotgun. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So they had uh, they had plans. So so he, he comes into the store. His, his his accomplice is outside in the stolen truck. 
and they know. and they demand your your day's receipts from your wife. No, they did not demand anything from oh. her. His first words out of his mouth was that he was going to kill her. He didn't ask for anything, not that I heard. And you know, I confirmed that with my wife. I mean, he did not. Uh, I don't know if he was in his right mind, but he had no instructions for us. The only thing I heard was that he was going to kill her. Good Lord, and sir. Not so polite words. Yeah. So you you go over the counter, you push the panic button, and he attacks yeah. you with the butt end of the gun. Yes, right away. And he's you're being pistol whipped. Yes. I mean, if you saw the video, I fell to the ground right away. With I him. saw it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at that point, too, I wanted to put myself between him and my wife in case the gun was real, which it did turn out to be real. Um, and then, you know, him and I fell to the ground. You know, tell I was amazed how strong he was. Yeah. Please tell everybody what your wife did when, when you were being attacked. Um, I mean, after seeing the video, basically she picked him up. I mean, she's 95 pounds. He was close to 200 pounds. And if you look at the video, she actually physically picked him up. Um, from what she's told me now is uh, basically, you know, all she did was want to give him the cash and told him to get out. Um, that didn't seem his plan. So once he was on top of me hitting me, um, I think he only hit me four or five times. It felt more like 20 times. He was suddenly off of me. When I saw the video, she actually physically picked him up, you know, a good six inches to a foot in the air and actually hauled him off me. Uh, he was still interested in me, and she basically reached around the corner and found the baseball bat. And uh, from there, she started hitting him. And he ran, and from what the account that I read in the Calgary Sun, is he stumbled down some stairs, but then he had to come back into the store again. Yes, because it's just a it's just a normal basement. There's no exit from there. Okay. So when he stumbled down the stairs, we think he actually fell. We didn't observe what happened when he hit the bottom, but he made some loud noises. And at that point, I grabbed the baseball bat from my wife and told her to get help. And in her mind, she already thought, why would there only be one person? And she was afraid a second person was coming. Right. So she ran to the front door and locked it. Um, I confronted him on the stairs um, because of the overhang. I couldn't hit him with the baseball bat. He quickly made it past me and up and over the counter. I, I hit him once in the head as he was going for the counter, and then he was out the door. But he paused for a moment at the door to hit her in the head with the gun again. Oh, gee which I don't understand why he would have done that from, but from what my wife said, she was trying to pull his mask off because there's a camera right there and she wanted to get a facial shot of him. So she's a pretty quick thinking individual. She seems to be the kind of person that always seems to do the right thing. So, so as you're explaining this, and I'm so glad you're both safe and, and uh, nothing happened to you. I mean, it so did happen to you, but you know what I mean when I say nothing, the potential there was, would have been, could have been outrageous, monstrous. Um, the, the conventional wisdom is always back off, don't do anything, but you didn't have that option. He wasn't giving you any choices. No, he didn't give us any choices. And even if we would have been totally compliant, I think it would have been a lot worse from what was contained in his bag. Yes. Uh, do you, so, do you, did you find yourself, I'm curious about this. Did you find yourself thinking about the next move you were going to do did, when you talked to your wife were they were you guys thinking about the next thing you had to do while this was going on while this was happening or is it she, is it reaction is it just pure reaction mine was all pure reaction 
I don't remember thinking straight at all, but she was methodical the whole time. Um, and she, like I said, is the person that does the right thing. So the right thing was to hand him the till. Here's the money. She told him to take it and get out. Um, then once he started pummeling me, she took the baseball bat. I mean, she's always been the type of person that uh, would never step down from someone else being aggressive, whether it be psychologically, verbally, or in this case, physically. And that's just her uh, makeup. She would never, ever back down. And I guess from what she said, she was so angry once he started hitting me, that's when she jumped into action and found all that strength. What did the Crown Attorney uh, or the police tell you about? uh, Well, the police told us about 10 minutes after they arrived that they were already tailing the vehicle and they had arranged to take whoever the occupants were down. Um, We have a couple friends that are uh, Crown prosecutors. They're not actually assigned to the case, but they've told us these were very, very bad men. Um, And there's a multitude of charges, uh, firearm offenses, uh, drug offenses, um, being unlawfully at large, and the list just goes on and on. You know, these weren't uh, just, you know, drug addicts that thought at the last minute they were going to do something bad. Uh, These guys obviously were doing bad things and were going to continue to do bad things. Uh, This is Canada, and in the past, people who have defended themselves or defended their property, defended their families, have found themselves charged criminally for for doing so no no hint of any concern as far as uh, crown or police questioning no. what you did right no no we have quite a few personal friends that are police officers and we've talked to them and there's no danger of that happening to us how are you feeling um i, I feel better than my wife does my wife uh, hasn't been able to sleep um i've never had a headache ever in my life and since tuesday night i've had one so now i know what a headache feels like um, but I'm doing better than my wife. She still wakes up uh, and she sees him coming for her. So hopefully time will, you know, heal everything. Yeah. Stores, you're going to keep the store, stay active in the store. Uh, we, yeah, we have to. We have a four-year-old daughter and our intent with the store was uh, to save up enough money to pay for her education or future education. Yeah. What a situation. You You live a contributing life. You try to build, you know, you're doing the best thing for your family. You're mm-hmm. working in your community. You're a mm-hmm. contributing member to your community. And this happens to you. Mm-hmm. You are one of the, uh, I have to tell you, from uh, emails that I've seen all week long, uh, one email suggested we have a national Arlene Sanford Day because uh, she, she got so involved in, in protecting you when you were being attacked. Other emails yeah. uh, just, you know, lauding and complimenting both of you. And saying that you're examples that the rest of this country should live by. Oh, we appreciate that. And it does make my wife feel better when she hears things like that. Well, please tell her that uh, that, that certainly is the case. And I've, I've seen quite a few. And quite a few people asked me to, uh, to call you and, and, and speak to you on the air if you'd be willing to do that. And so I thank you so much, John. And wish you and your wife and your daughter all the very best going forward. What a horrible thing to experience. Uh, thank you. It's very much appreciated. Take good care. Okay, you too. Thanks, Roy. John Sanford from Rocky Mountain Pond in Calgary. What an experience. Now, I asked uh, Mr. Sanford about potentially being, you know, having to deal with a criminal charge because that's happened in this country. When we come back on the legal, just the legal side of it, we'll talk to Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney in Alberta, former Executive Director of the Canadian Police Association, 
and also the uh, head of the Office for Victims of Crime in the province of Ontario. About, you know, what, what are we allowed to do as far as protecting our families, ourselves, and our properties are concerned in this country? Stay with us. Incredible description of what happened at the Rocky Mountain Pond with John Sanford and his wife Arlene and the uh, pistol-carrying thug who came into the store. And he didn't ask for anything. He just said, I'm going to kill you. And he brought um, rope and tape. and It's not a good situation, but they fought back. Scott Newark, former Alberta Crown Attorney, former Executive Director of the Canadian Police Association, Scott, when you when you hear that, and, and I talked to you earlier today, and I, I and the question I asked you was, in, in a situation like that, could a person who defends himself, or in case of Mrs. Sanford, def- defends her husband, defends her property, the family defends themselves, could they find themselves in a situation where a crown might charge them with some sort of um, criminal offense? Are you there, Scott? Either in the police or with the uh, the crown's office that is even vaguely familiar with the criminal law. Section 34 of the Criminal Code provides a right of self-defense and defense of a third person when they're being attacked. And I watched the video. It is, in my opinion, absolutely crystal clear that what this uh, lady did and uh, even her husband afterwards would fall under that and that there would be no basis to lay charges whatsoever. None. Uh, listeners tweeted, you can bet the charge, I'm paraphrasing, you can bet there will be charges late if they'd used a gun. To defend themselves. It would have raised the standard. I mean, the Section 34 creates essentially three criteria uh, that the individual, in this case, let's use the, uh, the wife, uh, believed on reasonable grounds that force was being used against not them, but or another person. And you know from the video there was that, you know, her husband was being pistol whipped, okay, that the act that constituted the offense was for the purpose of defending or protecting themselves or the other person. Well, that's why she was doing it and that it was reasonable in the circumstances. And then subsection 2 of section 34 goes through all of the factors that the court should consider when taking into account uh, whether the force used, the woman hitting him with a bat. Uh, in this, and if it was a gun, you would just sort of a- analyze it from that perspective differently. But the nature of the force of threat, well, you know, her husband's being pistol whipped. The extent to which the f- uh, use of force was imminent, well, you know, there were her husband was being pistol whipped at the time, and whether there were other means available, somebody might ask that question. But, you know, I, I think, frankly, even in the situation of a gun, that would be a relevant issue. Um, whether any party the incident in, used or threatened to use a weapon, well, hello, the guy was pistol-whipping her husband. Okay, the size, age, gender, and physical capabilities of the parties to the incident. Memory serves me correctly, this is a lady around 100 pounds, and she's got, you know, some thug in there with a gun, as I say, pistol-whipping her husband. So those are all the factors that would be taken into account. And by all means, if it was a firearm that was used, there'd be a different analysis taking place. But that's not the case. Right. And instead, this woman used a bat that was available, Yeah. which is it, perfectly sensible and reasonable. Okay. If you're a Crown Attorney, how do you proceed now? If they've caught these guys, how do you proceed? Well, you need to know exactly all of what the facts are. It was obviously an armed robbery, it's an assault with a weapon, um, aggravated assault. I mean, you need to know the details. Because they didn't ask for any money. They just, they're just cursing and saying, I'm going to kill you. Okay, I, I was, they didn't ask. What was the didn't ask, was didn't ask for money. The they, they don't know. Uh, Mr. Sanford said all this, this guy did was he came in. Apparently he, would, he was on crystal meth. Okay. But, he, but he came into the store and he was cursing. And all he said to Mrs. Sanford, to uh, John Sanford's wife, was, uh, I'm going to kill you. 
Okay, well, he jumped on the video, if I recall, he vaults over the, yes. right? Yes. Like in the direction of where the cash register is. Yeah, but he didn't ask for money. She okay. reached for the register, apparently, for the, for, the, uh, for the cash drawer. But all he was doing was threatening to kill. Okay, well, in that case, then it would be, you know, the, the facts will be tailored to the circumstances. If you're right about those specific facts, then it would be probably break and enter with intent to commit an indictable offense. Um, aggravated assault, assault with a weapon. There will be a whole list of charges that will be tailored specifically to what the individual actually did. And if memory serves me correctly, these people even got the license plate number and they've caught the other they did. too, right? They did. It was a stolen truck. Okay. And from what he told us, poli- police were already following them when, they, when, they, when these guys got to the store. Okay, well, then all of the charges that will... If the indiv- other individual is shown to, that he had some knowledge of what this guy was going to do, he will be a party to the offense as well, too, both in transporting him to the location and also in transporting him away. Although I must admit, I find it hard to believe that these guys didn't weren't after money as well, too. Well, it may have been what they were after, but uh, from what Mr. Sanford said, they never asked for it. Okay, well, you know, thanks to a very brave young lady, things may have gotten out of their control. Yeah, a lot of people would have just not done anything. Because they apparently brought, he had a bag with rope and tape in it, too. Yeah. Well, that's, hey, buddy. that's concerning, yes. Yes, it is. Thank you, Scott. These Appreciate the time. Protecting themselves. Yeah, thank you, Scott. All right. Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney in Alberta. We're back after this.